people who are going to vibe with you are going to find you and you just have to put content out there for that to happen. So as long as you're doing that, you're going to be fine. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. On today's episode of Honesty Commerce, we welcome John Locke. John Locke is an SEO consultant who's recently launched a YouTube channel that's helped his business grow in awesome ways. Annette, welcome back to Honesty Commerce. You missed the last episode last week and that you were super frustrated. And I'm sure she's going to listen to the episode before everyone else gets to listen (laughs) to the episode because she's the biggest nerd out of all of us. Um, But today, we're also welcoming uh, John Locke. John Locke is an SEO consultant that I'm actually a fan of. And he had a really, really unique thing he's been doing lately. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. But first, let's talk about your SEO background. John, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Hello, hello, Annette. Hello, Chase. Um, yeah. So, how how I guys have my SEO background? Ten years ago, I didn't know a lick of HTML. I didn't know anything about online marketing. I basically, uh, you know, learned from online materials uh, how to do it. Since 2012, I've been uh, doing online marketing and and web design as my full time uh, gig uh, for the past. Two and a half years, I've been focusing mostly on SEO because, I mean, honestly, it, that's what people want anyway. They want traffic to their sites. They, you know, don't just want a pretty website. They want, you know, traffic to it. So mostly, I'm helping manufacturing and industrial companies uh, or other blue collar companies with SEO right now. That's awesome. And I think that that is probably one of the number one questions I have whenever a new lead comes into our agency. I'm like, cool, we're going to make this amazing, beautiful website. How are we going to get people there? And they're almost dumbfounded. But that's that I asked that question on purpose. Without traffic, you just got a beautiful store. Right. Yep, absolutely. Cool. So let's let's the piece that is a response. I annoy that's not how you say that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a main reason I reached out to John, and it, it comes back to quite often we're talking about producing content on here and finding things that you can speak about that your audience will engage with. And I've been following John now for six six months or so on Twitter. And I've been loving his SEO content that he puts out. And now he just he told me today that he's been doing it daily. Uh, so John, as just a real life example, uh, what led you to YouTube? What led you to solving like just answering these questions on your channel? And how has that been impacting your business from a real life example? Right. So great question. About four or five years ago, I, I kind of like started doing uh, YouTube videos. And I kind of slacked off on it uh, for a long time. And about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than a year ago, I started doing videos again. And since that time, I think it was about March of 2018, I started doing them a couple times a week. And I think of the last three, maybe four months or so, I, I decided to just start doing them daily. Uh, the interesting thing is, before I would get all of my leads from blog content, it would just be things that would show up in the search 
results. But over the last couple of months, I've noticed something very interesting where uh, I'm getting you know leads directly from my YouTube channel. Uh, in you know, people are saying specifically, I found you on YouTube. So you know, the the daily thing maybe it's you know just answering questions. People are finding answers to those specific questions, and and they're becoming you know qualified leads. So, so I'm going to be honest. I have not watched one of your <laughs> YouTube That's videos. Fine. Yeah, no big deal. So, give our listeners an idea of the length of your video, the content of the video, and are you producing all of this yourself? Walk us yeah. through what. Walk us through a day in the yeah. life of of this YouTube sensation you are now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So definitely. <laughs> so it's there. It's pretty basic. Um, what I'll do is I'll uh, each day I'll um, look in SEO forums. Maybe it'll be something on SEO Twitter. Maybe it'll be something on uh, one of the the Reddit SEO channels. Uh, sometimes it's um, a question from one of the the many Facebook groups that I'm part of or a Slack channel. But I will take you know real questions that people are asking, and I will answer it uh, in a video. And and how I do it generally is. It's it's pretty low budget. I just have an iPhone and I have a, a little a lavalier mic that plugs into that. And I'll just uh, answer those out on the property. And uh, the, the videos are usually uh, somewhere between maybe like 4 minutes and uh, 11 minutes. Some of them, a, a couple of them go a little bit longer than that. But most of them are in you know that, that 4 to 11 minute range. Okay. And then are you uploading them immediately following or do you do some editing? Uh, no. Um, I, you know, that's the thing. I was doing editing, like I said, like a year ago when I was trying to do, you know, two or three videos a week, I would edit it. I'd take out all the, the, um, and ah, you know, um, and all this kind of like, uh, stammering like that. Mm hmm. And what I found is it was just really time consuming. And it was just quicker for me to just upload it immediately. So that's what I do. I just have the YouTube app uh, on my phone. And so I'll record it and just upload it immediately. That's usually the first thing I do after I get a cup of coffee uh, is just, uh, you know, go out and make a video and upload it. So boom, I love that. Um, because I've been straight from to, the camera. Yeah, I've been wanting to do YouTube stuff for so long. I'm like, I don't want to edit it and this that. So you just answered all those questions. Hopefully for me. Well, and I think it's just it's more natural when it's off the cuff, and it's like you know, the more polished it is, while that's a better, more polished content. Like if you're not selling this content or something like that, if you're just answering questions, mm -hmm. just get it out there. You know, it's people. They just want to actually see you speak about the subjects that you're supposedly an expert in. So once you start answering those questions, it's, they start to identify you with that subject matter, and it's it's doing exactly what it needs to do to you. And having in some of those weird, you know, hiccups doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I found that it doesn't really matter. And one of the comments that that I found is, I, I well, in marketing, there's a lot of of slickly produced stuff, and I think a lot of times people feel like people are trying to sell them stuff. And with uh, this type of, of quick production where it is just answering stuff in a natural environment, I think a lot of people find that more relatable. At least that's what people are telling me. So Yeah, I mean, it's not as slick. And it's, it's that old school vlog, V-L-O-G. Mm -hmm. Just getting into yep. that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. So 
obviously, so you've been doing this now for six months. Uh, been on it daily for two to three months. How you know? Is there any sort of numbers that you can share of like how this you know type of marketing has impacted your business? Yeah. So definitely. So uh, my channel right now it has about fifty thousand views. Uh, and uh, it, one thing that I found is when I went from doing uh, two to three videos a week to doing uh, daily is my subscriber count seemed to go up. Like, it, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the YouTube algorithm. Uh, I've heard people say that before. It seems to uh, push your videos a little harder. And I, I've definitely uh, had more subscribers for months since then. But the, the most direct impact that it's had and, and like I said, some of these videos might have a dozen views. Some of them have a couple hundred. A few of them have, you know, a thousand views. But most of them, the, the view counts are not, you know, blow away numbers. But what I found is, you know, people that have a real need are finding them and they're contacting me. And, you know, a, a lot of that is turning into uh, a business that you know, becomes clients. So I, it's having a definite impact. That's the gold right there. It's you, you said it, you said it. some of these videos have 12 views and you're still getting qualified people into your business funnel to hopefully do business with you at some point. And that's kind of like the takeaway that I wanted from this whole entire episode is just to be like, you, you don't need to be a YouTube sensation, you know, I don't know any YouTube sensations. I follow weird Dungeons and Dragons stuff online, so like, <laughs> I would nothing, nothing that you guys would recognize. But like, it it doesn't have to be this, these crazy numbers. Uh, you know, I I find me and me and my business star, our partner Sean, have talked about this before, and he's like, "Well, what do these numbers for the podcast mean?" And I'm like, "It means people are listening. Like, it doesn't matter how many are listening. People like what we're saying." And I think that's just something that people need to. It, it's a vanity metric at the end of the day. That's where I was going with that that tirade. It was just like it's just about getting your content in front of people, and if it's if it's real and you're actually coming from a place of trying to help other people and educate them uh, about whatever it is that your product is or your brand or whatnot, people will find that and they'll they'll think it's authentic and they'll want to do they'll want to do business with you because they like people like doing business with other people at the end of the day. No, I think you said something really great there. You know, it's just putting it out there, and I think a lot of people obsess over like you know, um, looking perfect or, or saying things perfect on camera or having it perfectly edited. And it's true. I even have clients that you know do a few YouTube videos, and it's the same thing. What they tell me is their customers, they get to know them through the video. When people watch you and they see you. It, it's kind of a familiarity that they have with you and they kind of get a vibe from you whether they like you or not. And I think that, that video conveys that a lot better uh, than just the written word. Uh, and podcasts are, are a good way too. But like when people have both the audio and the visual together, they get a sense of what you're like and they feel familiar with you. And it's the know, like, and trust. If they know you, like you, and trust you, they're going to do business with you. And that happens. I've I've read stats or been at a seminar before when they said that, like for instance, like your blog versus your video. When someone can see you and hear you, 
they will know, they'll know kind of right away if they're jiving with you or not. So, you know, you can be blogging or let's say Instagram posts for months and months and months. And then someone hears you talk once and they're like, oh man, I can't stand that girl. Or like, I can't stand that guy. Right. Or it's, it's just something, um, you know, that makes you like them or entrust them immediately. So a lot of times you can, with video and audio, catapult that a lot faster than just doing a blog post or, you know, photos via Instagram. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think all those channels are good too. I, I think any marketing channel that you can commit to is a good one. But I mean, video definitely... It, it doesn't require anything but people pushing the play button on the video. They don't have to read. They don't have to think. They can just watch. Yeah, I, I can't agree any more than that. And then just like you said... It just just get started with it. I remember when we were playing around with the idea of starting the podcast, Annette was pushing me very, very hard. And I want to give a big shout out to Crate Media in the building here. They do our podcast for us. He was actually just here this morning. It's why it's top of mind. But without Annette and him pushing me to do this, like I wouldn't have done it out of just being almost stubborn and like ill-informed. Like it was so easy to get started once it once it does. It was awkward the first couple of times. Uh, and now I just ramble into a microphone, and usually I make a point every once in a while. But it's you know, it just gets started with it. I have a John. Was that when you started with uh, YouTube? Did you have goals in mind about getting more leads, or was it just like I want to make a bigger impact? And you thought that was the best way to go about it. What was the thought process there? If I'm really honest with myself, I think my initial goal was to just get more exposure. And, and I think at first, I, I was more uh, concerned with you know, getting uh, my peers and my colleagues to follow and, and kind of recognition like that. And that's just speaking like really honest. But I think as time went on, it's, it was more just like, I'm going to do this and whoever shows up and whoever watches, you know, that's the audience that you know, I'm cultivating. And like I said, from years ago, like when I did this and let it kind of go fallow, it was the same thing. If you just put stuff out there, you're going to attract a certain audience on, on YouTube. And it takes time for it to grow and for it to cultivate. But the people who are going to vibe with you are going to find you and you just have to put content out there for that to happen. So as long as you're doing that, you're going to be fine. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms. So setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler Specialist. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. Let's bring it back to all of our listeners then. So let's say we, you know, I'd say a bulk of our listeners are either store owners 
or developers. So talk to, especially store owners, I know they get bogged down in just the day-to-day producing products. What would your advice be on them trying to push out content around their product? Is it more of like get to know the business and do maybe show behind the scenes of the business or behind the scenes of the product? How would you uh, give guidance there? No, I think that's great. Um, I definitely have clients that I'm trying to push more into video right now. Okay. Um, and and I look at you know, and not going to name names, but uh, I look at some of their competitors, and that's what they're doing. And I'm like, you need to do more of that. Um, I think it is important for people to get to know the behind the scenes of the business and just get to know the people behind it, because I think. Um, Knowing the people behind it, it makes it more relatable. You get to know their story, and you're more invested in seeing them uh, win. When you when you have a good brand story, uh, that makes a big difference because people uh, see themselves in that, and and they think of you not like a friend, but like somebody that they can relate to, and they want to see win. Definitely good to have product uh, tutorials. You know, maybe like. How you can use the product in different ways, or you know, ways in which that product can make your life uh, better or easier, or you know, more fulfilled, no matter what it is that you're using it. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Like, I think a good mix of both. I, I have some other questions that I I'm not going to be able to articulate properly. So I'm hoping you're okay. going to help me with this. My thought process, as um, I've learned about YouTube, is is YouTube the second or third largest search engine. It's the second. Chase is giving me the two. So it's Google and then YouTube, correct? And they share data. Okay. And then... So talk to me about that as a store owner. Isn't... Aren't also just in SEO. Isn't YouTube and video... Isn't there some... Isn't that pushing up to the top of SEO currently? Like video is... is Google's putting video at the top, specifically YouTube. And wait, is YouTube owned by Google? Yeah, YouTube okay. is owned by Google, so <laughs> yeah, they're gonna okay. they're gonna push their own property, right? So I think like before, YouTube videos weren't at the top of the search engine optimization, correct? Isn't that a newer? Uh, they've had newer? it for a while, okay, but quite a while, okay. Uh, but to articulate, I think, and I'm I'm sure John is gonna help me out here when I start talking out my butt, but. Uh, I do know that video on page, especially product page, increases time on page, which gives mm-hmm. Google yep. good good signals. Okay. okay. So not even just yeah. having that YouTube video, because that YouTube video being on YouTube is going to send traffic back to your website. Hopefully, you're linking back to your product page about that product. But vice versa, it's going to send Google signals about that page containing content that people like because they're on the page longer. And that's going to make Google happy. Okay. Can I... I have a product that I do have YouTube videos specifically around. Can I link those in my Shopify store, the YouTube video? Or does it have to be within Shopify or let's say a Squarespace, any of those? No, you, you, can, know? Just, you can just can drop it right in. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's something that I always do too. Whenever I make a video, I put a link to a page on my site in there. So if there's... Let's say that if I have a video and I have an accompanying blog post, I will put the URL of that in the YouTube video. Now, those are no follow links. But what happens sometimes is scraper sites will pick those up and they will basically copy that content and put it out there. And 
No, Google disregards those for the most part, but it's just like a little bit extra out there, just a, one more like link out there, even if it's not worth a whole lot. But people that are watching your video, if they go down to the, you know, the description of the video, they can get more information by clicking that link. It's much like putting links in show notes of a podcast. Mm-hmm. It just it gives people uh, a way to go directly to the site. So if you're, you're doing a video about a product, link up the product page in the description of that video. Do you um, put links every day in your daily videos? Is that part of your process? Yeah, there's every video that I put out, there's a link in there. Also, another thing that I do is uh, put hashtags in there. So YouTube will take the first three hashtags that are in your video description and they will put them uh, at the top. Uh, Like say, if you're watching a video, there's the video, then there's the title. And then right above the actual video description, there will be any hashtags that it finds in there. So if you can find hashtags that have um, some kind of popularity, and I always check these out too before I put a hashtag in there. But if people are searching hashtags uh, in YouTube, you uh, can put yours in there as well. And it's just another way of adding discoverability to that. Did you say three? You only put three? Uh, it will only take the first three. Okay. So, so the one thing that I do in the, the video descriptions, let's, let's say if, if um, I'm writing something like number one, I won't put like the the hashtag symbol number one because that will become a hashtag. But uh, YouTube will extract the first three hashtags. Anything more than that, it will ignore. Uh, but those the the first three that it finds in the, in the video description, it will put at the top of the video. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, Annette's... Every time we do one of these, Annette's like, I have something new to do. Yeah, like... Uh, so, no, because now all of a sudden you're like... You know, uploading through the app got a lot longer because you're making links back to your site and hashtags. So do you have a cadence just like this checklist that you follow every day? Right. So what I do, what you can do is go into to your YouTube settings and your upload defaults under settings. Okay. I have it set up to where it's uh, just a, a link to my homepage and then two hashtags and then here's social links. And so I can just copy paste that into the description and then put like a description above that at the top and then add like one more hashtag. And that just makes it quicker. I did not know that. Okay, that's... Episode's over because now I have that. That's awesome. Okay, got it. Thank you. Gotcha. So John, let's let's bring it back to your wheelhouse though with SEO. Uh, Obviously, any sort of other advice that you have about video and how it affects SEO that we haven't touched on yet before we kind of move into the main the main event of just uh, your thoughts on SEO for e-commerce. Yeah, like, like I, you know, like you touched on, um, it's gonna if you put a video on a product page. What I've noticed is it really seems to help a lot because I think people do watch that. It's a longer time on page. Every time that that I've done that for. Uh, a client, they, those pages do seem to to boost up in ranking. It's just one more way that people can discover, you know, whatever it is, like whatever the keyword is for that product. So you have two chances now. You have the video plus you have the actual product page. 
So uh, yeah, it's definitely something if you got time to do it, definitely do it. And just a quick reminder, you guys can retarget people through Facebook and Instagram on the, based upon their time on page, as well as obviously watching videos on those native platforms. But you can actually set it up to where uh, you can run timers for time on page through Facebook and Instagram retargeting. So oh, nice. people on are getting into YouTube your YouTube or on your own. So store. this would be this would be have to be on an actual store you own. You know, Shopify makes it pretty easy. There's some apps that do it as well, or you can hard code it in. It's not that hard. Okay, so slow down. Say that. Explain that. You can create essentially events that trigger on your site Okay. after, say, 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you can create retargeting audiences off those. Okay. And you'll know they're watching specific product videos. Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah. you'll know... Like, if, they're on a, <laughs> if they're on a page that has a product video, one's going to assume, assume that they're that watching they're, a video yeah, and gotcha. maybe check... Maybe they're, they aren't. But you know, okay. <laughs> you can never know on, on all of the stuff. I want to know exactly what they're watching. Okay. But I, I do like that if they're on the page. Got it. Cool. So John, thank you so much for for coming on today. I do know that you have some stuff here that you wanted to kind of share with our audience. Uh, first and foremost being, uh, if you want to know more about John uh, and what he's up to and check out his YouTube channel, which I love. It's The content, by the way, isn't really geared 100% towards his niche. And correct me if I'm wrong, John. No, it's it's... It definitely hits other things, you know, because some of the questions that I see or some of the questions that I get uh, are, you know, around local SEO too or just general SEO. So it's not just, you know, manufacturing and industrial SEO. A lot of the stuff that I talk about is just questions that I get. Absolutely. So one of those is probably, how do I do an SEO audit? And you have a fantastic... Is this a checklist? What are, what are we going to be looking at here? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of like a it, it's like a checklist, but it's it's the framework of of how I do an actual SEO audit. And the reason why I put this out is because a lot of people, or there's a lot of tools out there, software tools, SEMrush, Ahrefs, SiteLiner, all these you know things, My Site Auditor. A lot of people give these out kind of as a lead magnet. They're basically like auto-generated, uh, just really super quick overviews of your site. And people call these SEO audits, but you know, even if you implement the advice in these one or two page things, it really often doesn't fix uh, your SEO because it's usually like you know bigger issues. So, in the audits that I do for people that I sell, this is the actual framework of what I do because people ask this, and I just figured I'm going to just show how I do these. And what I actually look for, because I know that most people will not do these because this is actually a, a, a fair bit of work. So this is this article here is 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 how I do these and the actual framework that I use. So uh, if you want to to do that for your own site, it's a it's a good place to start because it's everything that I do. And uh, would I need another any extra special tools or anything like you had mentioned earlier to do this audit, or can I kind of get it all done with Google Analytics? I use Ahrefs for uh, getting the the link metrics from the competitors. That's one section in there. And uh, I think that that is, is kind of useful. But really, the rest of it you could do with just Google and just Google Analytics. You would, you would probably be fine. I mean, that's a fantastic offer right there. And I'm sure that Annette is going to make me do this and record myself <laughs> doing it eventually for another piece of content for my YouTube channel mm-hmm. that isn't 
I wouldn't say it's slacking, but I'm not producing seven videos a week. I'm producing about one. Yeah, that's slacking. Yeah, I know. Compared to John. <laughs> I, you, you know, and that is... If you're doing one video a week, that's a good idea. And I know that people probably want to know like what's... How many videos should I do to see traction? I My recommendation, like you just said, is one per week. And if you can consistently do it on the same day each week, if, if you're doing one a week, that's a, a good thing to do because people... YouTube channels are kind of like TV shows. People anticipate if it's going to drop on a certain day. So being consistent is super, super important. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is everything consistency? It's everything. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just what we have to do. I So the, we're going to do a link to your, your SEO audit, correct? In our show notes. I hope so. <laughs> but Chase, do you want to tell them what that is though? Before- yeah. Also? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's John Locke and Lockdown SEO, but there's an E thrown in there. So Locke with an E, uh, LockdownSEO.com. His YouTube channel has a bunch of letters that I'm going to screw up. So we're going to just link to that in the show notes. Um, but also, you're on, uh, you're on Twitter as well. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is Lockdown underscore. So L O C K E down underscore. Okay. Awesome. Then do you have anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today? You guys are doing awesome and put content out there. And you're going to be ahead of 85% of the other stores out there. So, I have a question. Last one. Yes. Who do you like on YouTube? Who do you subscribe to? Um, I subscribe. I, I, I'm like Chase. I subscribe to a bunch of uh, a weird channels. I uh, oh, okay. watch stuff like Rick Beato. Uh, music theory. Mm. Uh, I watch a bunch of the review channels where people watch uh, old classic rock and and give reactions, <laughs> uh, things like that. So that, that's the kind of thing that I usually watch on YouTube. Uh, my roommate is a giant video game nerd, and he would not take offense to that. And my somehow my account got mixed in with his because on our because we have all these Roku TVs now around the house, and half of it is like this all this like. Vintage nostalgic video game stuff, like about like early '90s, and I was like, "Wait, I remember that game!" And then I just got, I was down the rabbit hole yesterday, and I watched all this stuff about Sega. So uh, it's other than being good for learning about SEO and and Shopify and all the other stuff out there, it's really good for learning about the weirdest stuff on the world. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's there's a channel for everything. Absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much. Now Chase and I are going to be chatting about YouTube the whole rest of the day. That's exactly what's about to happen. So thank you so much, John. Well, thank you for the invite. Awesome. Thank you. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth. Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. 